Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. Lord, we just thank you that we can celebrate and praise you in this time. We can laugh and just spend time with one another. Lord Jesus, as we've heard this morning, we want, as, as Bola said, at the right at the start, we want to give you our full attention and hearts. And Lord, I pray that as we do this morning, as Adrian shares your word, that you would reveal yourself to us afresh. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. It's good to see you and welcome. If it's your very first time with us at Oasis, then particular welcome, a special welcome to you. And if you're here week after week at Oasis, then welcome to you as well. It's just good to, good to see you. It's, it's, it's really good to be, you know, be here today. So coming up on the screen, should be coming up on the screen, thought for today. So today we're going to look at... Um, the book of James, so if you have your Bible with you, you might like to turn to James, James chapter 5. And so we're looking at James chapter 5, and um, verses 7 to 12. And I'm going to take up a theme over these next few moments, the power of patience. <laughs> the power of patience is what we're going to look at. And then um, in a few weeks' time, we'll be finishing James with the power of prayer. So we're coming to a conclusion in the series in James which is quite a challenging book. It's straightforward, practical, quite down to earth, in your face. Uh, it's, a, it's a jolt to the system, uh, a wake-up call to our Christian faith. And, and that's where we've been going over a number of, mo- you know, number of months. So we're coming to a conclusion. And uh, as we keep drawing, drawing to, a, to a close in this series, we're going to deal with the power of patience and in a couple of weeks' time, the power of prayer. And that's where we're going. So... James chapter 5, and I'm reading from verse 7 to 12, and I'm reading from the NIV, and you might like to, uh, uh, to follow with me. It says this, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. And as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear by heaven or earth or anything else or, or, or all you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. The power of patience. I don't know about you, but I always get that sinking feeling when you approach, you're driving along on your journey, wherever you're going, A to B, or you're, maybe you're going on your holes and you're, you're going down the dual carriageway or wherever it is, or you're driving around Long Eaton or Sawley and um, Toton area, and you come to, the, you come to a, a part of the road and there's a sign saying, delays possible. I get that immediate sinking feeling and then a, a, a rising anger quite quickly. 
It's, it's you know, because I know that I'm going to... Have you ever been going down the motorway and you see queues probable or possible? You know, you see that, you see, and you think to yourself, and, and you do. And um, when you think about, think about patience, it's, it's something that, that doesn't really grab me when I'm driving and I want to get somewhere. And you know, I start getting ready and I start ri- rising up. You know, we live in a digital age. You know, people talking about the age in which we now live being digital in the sense of it, it's, it's pretty fast. We're always connected. We can almost be wired up all the time. You know, so they're, 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 some this morning, gathered here this morning, can remember an age that wasn't quite as wired up. Can, if you could, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up. Because I'd, I'd have to put my hand up in the midst of that. So I'm not going to ask you to do it. But there was a pre, before you had your smartphone, or even had a phone. <laughs> I know, we, we used to go to a, a, a call box before. <laughs> you didn't have a phone at home, we went to the call box. And then you had smartphones, where you, well, no, not a phone, a big brick of a phone, that was like your mobile call box. And you thought, wow, this is great, can't you but there's, there, we live in an age that's digital, it's fast, it's always, we're always wired up. We're, we're, so with that, we're continually stimulated. You know, we need to be stimulated because we're always stimulated. And so there's this love-hate relationship where we're, we're wired up, we're stimulated, we need to know, we've got to get, uh, I need it now. Answers can be pretty quick. You only have to, I don't know, whatever, um, whatever you use. Um, if you use uh, uh, Google as your search engine, I use DuckDuckGo. Has anyone heard of DuckDuckGo? A few of the chosen ones. The few of the chosen ones amongst us. And uh, look up DuckDuckGo. It's a really good search engine because it, 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 um, it filters out uh, pop-up cookies and all sorts of stuff like that. Where Google wants you to go down a certain route, DuckDuckGo lets you go sort of thing. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It lets, you, it, it lets you go. But, uh, but uh, it's, it's very good. Anyway, but um, you know, it's me, we get immediate answers. We're Googling it, we're getting it, and we get immediate answers. And we order something and we get it today. You know, if you've, if you've got a Prime account or whatever the account is, you can, most, most other accounts these days have cottoned on to this. You can order something at a certain time, you'll get it either the same day or next day, tomorrow. We, you know, stuff is quick now. Instant, almost. We live in that type of wired-up age, and and um, you know, you drive through somewhere, you get it straight away, you zoom off, and you've eaten it before you've got round the corner. You haven't even stopped and just to just to digest something. So, it's this sort of wired-up, and and it it doesn't really. What I'm getting at is this: the age in which we live really isn't a seedbed for patience. It doesn't it doesn't really set us up to to be patient. Um, in actual fact, it, it sort of feeds now, 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 it, 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 you know, and, and we go to a default, which is now, 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 now. And, and yet, and yet we're being encouraged as we read James, the letter of James, there's a power in patience. There's a beauty in patience. And I'm speaking to my own heart, who's quite impatient so that's where we're looking. That's what we're looking at for the next few moments this morning. And yet James commends us to patience, and he said this patience can lead to a, a perseverance. He actually commends this in James chapter one. Um, we we read it 
a few months ago, but in the very introduction, we're coming to the end of James, but at the beginning of James, he introduces patience, and at the end of James's letter, he's, in, he's, he's stating patience again, but in James 1, verses 3 to 4, he says, you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its, its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. In other words, patience gives perseverance, and perseverance brings about a maturity where we'll lack nothing. What? Patience is powerful. It's, it's incredible. And it leads to a, a tremendous sense of uh, resilience uh, and, and uh, wholeness in, in, in God as we trust him. Something that educational psychologists, sociologists are bringing to our attention continually and again and again is a, is a, a lacking of resilience. You'll hear this term, resilience. People don't seem to be quite as resilient as, they, as we used to be. It, we, we're, we're still human, but the, the age in which we're living is, is go, go, get, get, now, now, my, my, um, it, I'm worth it. You know, the TV advert, because you're worth it. And so there's this sense of entitlement and, and, and now, and, and uh, whether this is contributing to a lack of resilience, I don't know. Maybe I'm being simplistic, but as a sense of... And yet James is sharing something of patience, perseverance, brings an inner resilience, character, strength, hope. And this is uh, what James is introducing. So over the next few moments, in the next few minutes, as we uh, sort of introduce that, there are three things that I want to look at. And the first one is this. We're going to, we're going to just look at patience. Uh, then uh, it leads to perseverance. And patience and perseverance really are rooted in the person, the person of Jesus Christ. And uh, that's three, three things that we're going to look at over the next few moments as we look at this subject together. Patience. Yeah, so James says, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer, and he uses an illustration of a farmer. A bit later, illustrations of the prophets. And then he speaks about Job, uh, a man called Job. And uh, he says, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. And so he speaks of a farmer. You know, the farmer works really hard. Uh, I, I know he's a bit of a character. I don't agree with everything about him, the man. And uh, you, you, some of you will laugh and some of you are going to groan. But Clarks, Jeremy Clarkson, there's something called Clarkson's Farm. Uh, yeah, it's on, it's on uh, a, a, um, uh, a streaming service. A, uh, and... Um, yeah, and um, uh, and and um, you know he, he he draws attention to farmers and how in our nation farmers really need really need a lot of support and, and encouragement because the work they do is incredible for very little return and and it's challenging because you can lose your entire crop to a bad year bad weather and uh, and and and. If, if, if ever you watch it, and, he, and at the end of the first season, um, he's looking with his business manager how much profit he's made. I think he makes a, a few quid or something. But by the time he's paid everything out, and, and, it, and, and he, it, it's all, it makes you laugh, but it also makes you cry. It's, it's quite funny. It's quite a funny series in some ways. And I know he does it for the camera and everything else, and, and, and he's a bit of a character, and etc. But it's funny in places anyway. But the farmer works hard and he waits for the season. 
for the, the autumn rain, the spring rains in the east. And so, so we, we, we're subject to the... Uh, we, I'm not a farmer, but the, far, <laughs> you know, the, the farmer is subject to the season, the winter, the rain, the sun, to blight, to pestilence or whatever it might be, weeds you know, et cetera, et cetera, and, is, and, and has to work hard to tend and prepare and continues to work while they're waiting. While they're waiting, if, if we said to a farmer, well, you've done your work now, you just wait, you wait, for it to, wait for it to rise up, the crop to rise up, but they're still doing loads of work in the meantime. It's a picture for you and I, and for you and I as believers, there are stuff that we do in our lives, and, and, then, and then there's so much that we can do, and we, we wait and we pray for God to do something, but we still continue as a believer. You know, we still work him, but we're still wanting to follow God. And, and there's something in this picture of the farmer who waits upon God but works at the same time. And there's the seasons and, and there's the weather. And, and for you and I, there are seasons in our lives and there's stuff beyond your control and my control that causes us... It, um, James is saying, you know, wait. Just like the farmer, there's stuff beyond his control. He does, his very, does everything. And, then there's a, and for you and I, it's a waiting on God. There's a waiting for God and a waiting on God. And, um, and so in that, that waiting, I, I would say that in, in so patience is, is, wait, is a waiting. James says, like the farmer, wait. He waits for the season. He plants and he waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. And so patience is a waiting. And that, in that waiting, it's a, a giving way and a giving to God. Two, uh, two things. Two things that we do. Patience is, is where we give way. We just say, well, that's, you know, hurry up. <laughs> we say, please, God, you know, answer that. Maybe you've got a prayer that you're, and there's, there's stuff that you've done and I've done. And we can only do so much. And you, and you think to yourself, I can't do any more. You're probably right. There's a giving. There's, a, there's, a, there's not a giving, a giving in, but there's a giving way. And a giving way to say, there's no more I can do now. That's a very hard thing, isn't it? When you try your hardest for your family or your friend or in your job, and you get to a point where you say, I can't do any more. There's a waiting. There's a sense of. Um, it's better to come to that realisation rather than push, push, push yourself so that you break because you can't do any more. But to come to a realisation before you break to say, actually, uh, you know, I, we give. We, and there's a, there's a giving way. There's a giving way, as it were, in our lives. Coming to a realisation. And, and patience has an aspect of this giving way. Coming to a realisation. The coming, standing back and waiting. And yet, it isn't a passive because it's a, a giving way, but it's a giving of our lives, giving to God. Please, Lord. This is my life. This is the circumstance. This is the situation. I give myself to you. I give that person to you. I give my job to you. I give you know, my health to you. So there's a, there's a point where we, we, we wait. We wait on God, wait for God. And there's a, giving, there's a giving way. The circumstance is just beyond my control, beyond my ability. And there's a, a, a giving to God. I came across um, a, a quote. It was, a, a, I suppose, like one of these um, um, unknown author, like proverb type quote sort of thing. And it was interesting. It said, the key to everything is patience. You get you get the chicken by hatching the egg, not smashing it. I tried to find the author, and it says the author looked, looked at it, author unknown. The key to everything is patience, waiting, 
waiting. For you and I as Christians, it's waiting on God, waiting for God. Um, you get the chicken by hatching the egg, not smashing it. And, and sometimes we, we do push, push, and things smash. Things come down in my life. Um, but there's a point that says, so he says there, the, har- the farmer waits for the valuable crop to be revealed. It's a, a giving to God, a waiting on God, a giving our lives to God. And so he commends this, the, the sense of waiting, this patience. Of, but, but, this, and, and, but in this patience, um, there is a, a perseverance. And that's the second, the second aspect that, that to look at. This, this waiting also needs, um, this giving in to God, a giving way to God, a giving in, giving way that I can't do any more in my life, the circumstances beyond my control, I, look, giving in then to God, please God, will you take hold of the circumstance? That's where patience comes in. Will you take hold of the circumstance? Then that, that has to lead into something else with it, and that's called perseverance. And he, he can then commends two, two other illustrations. He gives the prophets and Job. He says, look at the prophets and look at Job. And he commends them for their perseverance. He says, um, brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke the name of the Lord. And you know we count as blessed those who have persevered. And you have heard of Job's perseverance. So that he, he, brings, he brings to mind Job and the prophets in a sense of perseverance when, when, we're, when life is challenging, when the circumstance and we feel like we're suffering. And, um, and, and perseverance will often call for a sort of a sense of, it will be struggle, there'll be sacrifice, and there may even be a sense of suffering. You know, with my, 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 in, my, in my body, maybe, in my emotions, in my thinking, in my, in my mental state, in the circumstance around me. Um, it, it, you know, going through. So patience is waiting for, but perseverance is, is continuing to go and go through. And in that, that's not, that's not simple. And that's a challenge because it will involve a form of sacrifice and struggle and suffering. And, and James speaks of then the prophet's and Job, and he commends them. And he says there, and so with the, the prophets, they spoke in God's name at great personal cost. The prophets of old, whom we, we, we base our faith on the prophets and the apostles, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and the prophets who are commended often spoke in the name of God to great personal cost to themselves. People, kings, kings tried to kill them, Often the people didn't believe or listen to them. <laughs> and they lost a lot in their own. Some of them lost their lives and in their own personal health and being reviled and hated. And so he commend, but they continued to do so. Speak God, persevere. But it cost them, it's sacrifice, suffering. He speaks of then Job. He says, look at Job. We haven't got time. But if you look at the book of Job, it's about a man who, because, who's, who, who Satan says to God, who, an upstanding man who Satan says to God, look at him. You know, and God says he's an upstanding man. So then Satan um, afflicts, seeks to afflict him, afflict his family, afflict his living, and, and then his body personally. And throughout the, the story of Job, he's, he's a man who, con- who continues to cling to God through the suffering that he went through. And at the end of, of the book of Job, God reaches out to him and blesses him in the most remarkable way. And so... Perseverance, if, if then patience then is waiting, 
Perseverance is the going, is the going on and going through. And um, patience is giving weight and giving God. Then, then perseverance is not giving up. It's not giving up. It's going on. Two things there. If, if patience is give way, give God, then perseverance is give up. No, don't give up and go on. Don't give up, go on. And we, we find this, perseverance means that we continue, we go on, we press in. So you, you notice when Andrew, we, the worship team were leading, Andrew, Andrew said, look, look youth, um, you know, stay, let's, if it's okay, st- please stay in this morning. And uh, church, let's press in. That, that's, 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 that's pushing, pressing in. And perseverance has this, and that, that can be very painful. That can be really feel very painful. And it has a sense of sacrifice and struggle and suffering. Uh, a man called Oswald Chambers, a great Christian uh, writer, he said this, perseverance is more than endurance. It's endurance combined with absolute assurance and certainty that what we're looking for is going to happen. Perseverance is more than endurance it's endurance, yes, but it's combined with absolute assurance and certainty that what we're looking for is going to happen. I would say it's hope. Hope in God. And so patience in God linked then with a going on and going through. Going through the, and, and when the runner, if you're a runner, you, you run through the stitch, the pain barrier, you persevere, and it costs. And, but it's, it's, it's knowing that you, there's this this hope, this, this certainty that you're going to get to the end of the race, you're going, to, you're going to win or you're going to get to the end of the race. And so there's this hope in God that comes. And, and that's what perseverance is. It's, it's about focusing on, on God and holding on to him. And this is what Job did. This is what the prophets did. And this is what the farmer is commended to do. This is what you and I are commended to do today, to lay hold of the power of patience, taking that to move into perseverance as we trust and hope in God. I love Ephesians 6, verse 13. And in Ephesians 6, verse 13, Ephesians 6 is about the armour of God. And, and uh, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus and says, you know, put on the full armour. He encourages believers to put on the full armour of God in the day of trial, in the day of trouble, uh, during uh, uh, trouble and satan- satanic attack and activity. He says, put on the full armour of God. And then he says this in verse 13, having done all, stand. This is about, this, it's, it's, it's a fantastic verse. It's a verse that I could spend my, just my life holding on to God and, and, and putting into practice in, in your and my life. It's a beautiful verse. It's an amazing verse. And having done all, he says, and this is the hard thing, is to stand. But that's what wait, that's what patience, that's what persevere is about. You don't, you've done everything else. You've done all the armor. I've done it all, Lord. I've done it all. And now there's this wait for me. Hold on to me. Continue in me. But it hurts. God helps us stand. God helps us stand. So it's, a, it's an amazing verse. It's a beautiful verse. And, and perseverance is that, is that continuing in him, uh, hoping in him. And we have a hope. It's an anchor for our soul. 
you know, it's steadfast, it's sure, because Jesus is steadfast and sure. It's hope, our hope is based not in ourselves or anyone else, but in Jesus Christ. And, 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 so, and so this is what I want to come to in my final point is this. The patience and perseverance is based on a person. It's based on a person and his name is Jesus. This patience and perseverance is more than endurance, it's more than willpower. I know I can I can know some you can train yourself to be patient and you can probably um, uh, and I know lots of people who don't believe in God who can be patient and persevere so so it's, this isn't just something for Christians but I, I would say for for the believer there's to, to know the power of patience and perseverance it's, it's when it's linked into the person of Jesus and this is why I say this look at this um, he says this. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn springs and rains. You too be patient, standing firm, because the Lord's coming is near. That's interesting. We have patience and we're able to persevere. Why? Because the Lord's coming is near. Now, we haven't got time, to, and we will look at this on other, on other occasions perhaps, but in the early church, and for you and I, there is this blessed hope of the return, the second advent of Christ, the return of Jesus and the final you know, bringing together of all things. And in the early church, there was, an imminent, there was a sense of imminent, imminent belief. The early church were very, very much aware Jesus is coming and he can come now. And it'd be probably worth the 21st century church to get hold of that, that imminent experience of the coming again of Jesus. And, um, and this is what, what James is related to. But, but the patience and perseverance is linked to G- Jesus. Jesus has the final say. Jesus loves you. Jesus is for you. The resurrected one who is alive forevermore is coming back for you. He's got his hand on this. It, this isn't all out of control. And James is speaking to people who are being persecuted. The, the believers that he's speaking to in the letter of James are scattered not only through Judea, Samaria and sort of in the um, coastal regions of uh, Asia Minor, what is modern day Turkey. So it goes up through the east and then into modern day Turkey. And this is where believers are being scattered and being persecuted. And so he's encouraging them to, 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 to hold on, to wait for Jesus. Like the farmer waits for the, the valuable crop. But they're saying, well, it's, we're going through this pain. It's been years how do we wait? And he's saying, persevere, continue, because Jesus has the final say and he will return. He is returning. And, and so um, our patience and perseverance is linked to Jesus, the person of Jesus. I would say this, for you and I as a Christian, our resilience comes out of our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It isn't just a matter of trying harder, get better techniques, learning to train your mind better so that you can wait longer and clear your heart out. It's about having a great relationship with Jesus. When our, relation, our love relationship with Jesus, as so Jordan led us in the, in the worship this morning, about there is a place for you. If you don't feel there's a place for you, Jesus loves you. Did you notice it's all about relating to Jesus? I love this. Duncan Campbell was a, a preacher from something called Faith Mission, and he was invited to the Hebrides, islands in the Hebrides, in 1948 to about 1950. There was a great revival, incredible revivals. It's probably the last 
what we call modern-day revival in the UK. There's been renewals and revivals, but where the community was changed en masse. And Duncan Campbell said this. I, I love the writings of Duncan Campbell, great man. He said, to me, it has been a source of great comfort and strength in the day of battle just to remember that the secret of steadfastness and indeed of victory is the recognition that the Lord is at hand. He was in the middle of some incredible revival. And he says this, for me, the strength comes from this, that the Lord is at hand. It's a, you have to have a, not, not, he's coming back for us, but he's with me. He's at hand. I can reach out to him. He's alive. He's as real as you are sitting beside or behind or in front of somebody else. Jesus is at hand. He's not only looking forward to him coming again, but he know, when, he, when he brings everything to final completion, but he knows him by the living power of the Holy Spirit, living and alive with him. He has a relationship. Duncan Campbell had a real relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a brilliant thought, and I love what he has to say there. And so for you and I, our relationship with Jesus Relationship will build a sense of patience and the ability to persevere out of a love relationship with Jesus. We think we've got to do all this. Stuff. Oh, now I've got to be, now we're being taught in, in church. We've got to be patient. I've, I've got to do this. I've got to do... It all comes back to our relationship with Jesus. His person, that's Jesus, needs a place. And we've talked about this a lot in our, our, our lives and our heart as a church. But Jesus needs a place. And for you and I, we've got to make space for him. Jesus needs place. The person of Jesus needs a place in your life. The place. He needs to be centre. And, and, and so therefore, for you and I as people, we've got to make space for him. We don't have to wait till Christmas time when we say there's no room at the inn. We've, you know, you've heard probably lots of messages at Christmas about you've got to make room. But it's not just for Christmas. We have, there has to be the, the room of my mind, my heart, my decisions, my, 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 my heart, the love that I have. There's has to be space. Got to make space for him to I have, so I, my relationship with him. I want to ask you this morning as we close, um, how is the fire of your relationship with Jesus Christ today. If, you're, if we could say my, my relationship is like a fire. I'm still from an era that remembers my mum and dad. Um, my, when, I, when I was quite young, we, 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 we got central heating. I lived in Cornwall. lived in a, a three-bedroom bungalow with four, four brothers. My mum and dad So what's that? That's four. That's six of us. Six of us in a three-bedroom bungalow. In this, and this, this, this little place in Cornwall's a damp a bit damp and cold. It's a very nice county, by the way. In the summer, it's beautiful. In the winter, it's damp and cold. And um, very damp. And um, we had a coal fire. My, my, mum, my mum's job was the coal fire. I don't know why my dad didn't. I mean, he probably wasn't very good at it. But uh, she'd, and every day, she'd clear it out, clear out the soot. And a, a few years later, we got central heating. They saved up enough money to get the central heating. Um, but you, some of you probably remember an era when it was only a coal fire. Or by the murmurs, there's quite a few. Some of us haven't got a clue and think, you know, turn up the boiler, even I am. But, um, but uh, you know, if, I, if my relationship is like a fire, it needs tending to every day. The fire needs tending every day. It, it had, the grate had to be cleared. Yesterday's ash 
has to be cleared. You have to make space. You have to put kindling on the fire. You've got to put kindling on the fire. You've, every day it got to, and, and, it has to, and it becomes, it has to be habitual. Because you get up in the morning and it's really cold. You, know, you haven't got a pilot light that's, 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 that's just gone on with auto. You have to get up when it's dark and cold. And my mum probably used to clear it out the night before so she could just get up and light it. But, and so there has to be this, this desire to make space to, so to clear out the grate of my heart. The, I, I, I just wonder if some of us, if, we've got, if the grate of your heart has a lot of yesterday's ash, you've known God, but now, today, you've got a lot of ash on the grate. We have to clear the grate of our hearts. And then when I've cleared the, out the ash, I put the fresh... Fresh kindling has to go on for today. And you've got to light, light, light it. And then you've got to put on. And so for you and I, there is this, there's this idea that we clear away yesterday's ash and debris. We rekindle. We stir up the coals as well. You have to, you, have to, you know, you, that's the bit I would like to do when I was a kid. Was just stir, I was probably a bit of a stir as a, as a youngster. But stirring the coals to get it, you know. And we, we were watched over to, to do that. And, 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 that, and then you, you, it, needs to, it needs air. You have to vent the fire. So, so it, it, if you've got a log burner today, you, you, which a number of us probably have, you, you, know what, you know what I mean. We've come full circle now for, 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 for an extra bit of comfort uh, that we people enjoy by the winter. They have their log burners going perhaps. But I want to ask you today, how's the fire of your relationship? If our relationship, it's relationship builds resilience. So I, I want to encourage you today to clear out yesterday's ash, what's taking up your life, what's taking the space of Jesus in your heart. I, I really want to ask you today, what is taking up the space of Jesus in your heart? It's not my business. Your heart is your business, not my business. My heart's my business. But my business is that I need, I, 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 it's incumbent upon me to speak up and say what I feel God might be saying to us, but then it's up to you and I to do with that what you feel's right for you. I know what's, what's right for me, but it's I've got to watch my own heart. I've got to, but have you got yesterday's ash? Have you been hurt? I know lots, I mean, lots of Christians have been hurt by the past, and there's all that ash that needs to be cleared out. Put some new kindling on. Love God afresh. Come back to him again. Clear out the stuff that's taking up our time. And say, Jesus, I'm going to give you new space. This is my heart. I give it to you. Perhaps if the worship team could come back, that'd be great. Let's stand together. God bless you. God bless you so much. As we stand, I'm just going to invite you and if you prefer to remain seated, it's fine. If you want to be seated, it's okay. But as we do, uh, you know, there was a great response, so I'm not going to... But uh, Andrew led us as we, to come and uh, to respond to that song about giving of our hearts, giving of our lives. But maybe for you today, it's, I'm going to ask you, what's your relationship with Jesus like? What's the fire like? Only you can tell. But as, we, as I pray and as we pray, I want you to think about, do you need to clear away some ash? Do you need to put on some fresh kindling? Do you need to breathe afresh? Open the vent, as it were. Need the Holy Spirit afresh? Do you need to clear some room, make some space? Do you need a stirring of your heart? I don't know what it is. But as I pray, you know what you need. Ask God to touch your heart so that you can 
Burn afresh in your relationship with Jesus. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we come to you and we say we give you our hearts, we give you our lives, we give you ourselves and we just present ourselves before this day and give ourselves to you. We give you heart and life and soul and we just pray if there's any, any, any sense of conviction, convict, I pray convict, Father, and I don't say this with any... any um, I just pray, Holy Spirit, you'll, the, there will come a, a real stirring and conviction in, in, in the house. I pray also a real inspiration. You'll inspire, you'll invigorate, you'll stir us up, Lord. There will come a real making of space, of prioritising. There might need some big changes in life to, to, to make fresh space for you. You know, when, we're, when we're, we're, we're anticipating a new birth, we, we, make, we make a whole room, we get a room, we get space ready and we want a fresh release of your Spirit, Lord. So we make space for you, Holy Spirit, in our hearts and lives. We make space for you, Jesus. We want, I want my relationship to be renewed, restored. I love you, Lord, and I thank you that you love me. And, and I pray that as I, as I cling to you, as I know you, I'll know this hope that you bring. And this hope that you bring will give me inner strength that I might be able to wait for you and also give me an inner strength that I might be able to continue and persevere in you. And Father God, you know, and I just want to say to people this morning, just before we sing together, but I want to say, if you are praying for something in your life and you're praying about someone or you're praying about something to do with your health or a circumstance or a situation and, and the answer it seems to be taking a long time, Wait for God. There's power in looking to Him. And I pray, Father, for anyone who's feeling that this morning, and probably quite a few of us, feeling that there's, it's taking time for an answer, or I've spent years praying for a husband or for a wife, then we just come to you, Lord, and we, we give, we yield to you, we give in to you, we give over to you, we give way to you. And then, Lord, we pray that we give us strength to go on in you, not to give up, but go on. And I just pray for anyone who's hurting because the prayers don't seem to yet come to fruition. And it's been, and wait, patience and perseverance is a hard thing. But Lord Jesus, show yourself with love who you are in person. Come and touch each heart and mind right now and empower people's prayers with a fresh release of hope and love and vision. Restore our relationship with you, Jesus, we pray. We love you, we honour you. May we know your hand and the fruit of the harvest at the right season. Says the farmer waits patiently for the season and, and the harvest comes at the right season. I pray for a harvest of answered prayers, answered blessing, hope, healing, release, deliverance, freedom, answered prayers in the name of Jesus we pray we give you our lives in your mighty name we ask Amen